Okay, sometimes we need a little midweek off-cycle check-in. So we're already into the new year. We're four days in, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. How are you doing? Are you reflecting? Are you looking back? Are you learning from your life? That's what meditation is. Meditation is to know thyself. However, when you meditate with scripture, when you meditate with saints and their godly writings to help us on our journeys, you look at yourself in a different way. It's not through your eyes. It's through God's eyes. So how has it been going? Well, I've been doing a little bit of my own reflecting. So I want to come clean with y'all because it hasn't been perfect. And it's only four days in, but that's okay because that's how life is. And the more that I reflect and I look at myself, the more I'm understanding myself. Thank you, God. It's a grace. Trust me. So on Monday... I was all like, okay, the very first day of the year, I sleep in. I don't pray at 5 a.m. Lately, I have been feeling super guilty about not praying at 5 a.m. Guilt can be good, people, especially when it's something that you know is coming from God. So if you've decided to pray, and you've decided that the morning, which is what I recommend to everyone anywhere, is the best time to pray before your day starts. Or if you're a night shift person, before your day begins. It might be in the middle of the afternoon. But before you get out into the world, pray. And I used to say, I know that my day is different. I'm more calm. I'm more peaceful. I see God throughout my day when I pray in the morning. When I don't, or I kick it off till later, like in the afternoon, I'm all out of sorts. I feel anxious and irritable. I'm just not the same. I'm not. I'm not. But praying, people, isn't about me. It's about God. So if you are out there thinking, hmm, I should get up, I should pray, know that that's a prompting from God. But when you decide to debate that and have the demons that are assigned to you and your lower faculties, which are not used to praying, they're not used to, your lower faculties, by the way, is your body, and your body's not used to being quiet. Your body's not used to being still, unless, of course, it's sleeping, or you're being a lima bean watching TV. Anyway, that's what it means to reflect, and that guilt that God sometimes puts in us is him. So when I did not pray on Monday and I came to you all on the very first day of New Year's Day, I felt guilty. And I was guilty as charged. I decided not to give God my first fruits. And for me, that's not okay. On Monday, I made an excuse to all of you as I did myself. I said I decided. And I did decide not to get up. I decided to sleep in because everybody else was out there 
and I decided to trick myself to think that I wouldn't feel guilty about it. But I did. Because prayer and time with God isn't about me. It's about me worshiping him. And it's about me putting him first. Now let's continue on. What are my other things that I've got going on? Well, I've said I've got to work out, meaning lifting weights three times a week minimum. Monday, I don't do anything but bounce on my little rebounder guy, which I love, by the way. Tuesday, I don't do anything but bounce on my rebounder guy. (laughs) And by the way, that's not a lot. I mean, I'm talking three minutes at a time, four minutes, although... Tuesday, I really cranked it up. I probably did it for seven, eight, nine minutes. It was so much fun. And I remember on Tuesday saying, I need to lift. I need to get some strength training. Because I did start looking beyond New Year's. And I'm thinking, when was the last time that I've really lifted consistently And it's almost the beginning of when my dad went into the hospital, and that's October. And of course, I'm going by memory. I don't have anything written down. I'm not keeping track of how good I'm doing, which is what I had mentioned to everyone yesterday. You know, just get a calendar and write something on there that you were supposed to do or that you did. Better yet, get a journal And write down how you feel about the things that you're doing. This way it will help when you look back. And you won't have to remember like I do sometimes. And I don't have the best memory. I have my moments, but I really do think I'm overestimating the amount of exercise that I actually did. And so I think I'm doing more. But if I had it written down, I would know. If you wrote down every single day that you prayed and for how long, you would know. If you wrote down how you were in prayer, were you distracted? Were you having beautiful consolations with God? Were you on the mountaintop? You would know. And then you could look at those days and say, ah, yeah, this is why this maybe wasn't all that great. Or now I see why I didn't feel so good here because I hadn't done anything physically in a week, etc., etc., etc. It's just easier to really connect the dots. So if I look at my week and my promise of three strength training workouts in seven days, I now only have five days left. This is yesterday. And so I got up super early. I prayed. I did my podcast, I posted all my stuff, I posted a video on YouTube, I got downstairs, I did a 45-minute workout with weights, and in between, instead of resting, I bounced on my rebounder and got like a little extra aerobic workout. And I cannot tell you how I felt. My body was like, whoa, where has this been? I forgot how awesome it feels. And then today, oh boy, my butt, my thighs, my triceps, and my shoulders 
are painful. <laughs> they are sore, which to me is awesome because that means that I actually built muscle. So I take today off from strength training, but then in order to keep my commitment of a minimum of three days a week, I have to lift on Friday and I have to lift on Sunday. And I'm going to keep that commitment. But I started off this year a little rough. And why did it go a little rough? Because I didn't commit to what I said I was going to do. That's it. And getting that out of the way, I will tell you, lifting in the morning, and I'll tell you the reason why I did it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Well, I'm just going to tell you. Anyway, no reason to say those words, but I was in the basement. I knew I needed a shower. And so I'm like, let's just do this. Let's do this full blown. I had sweat about an inch and a half off of my scalp into my hair. I came up, my face was super red. Jeff was like, oh my gosh, what the heck did you do down there? I'm like, oh, I worked out like crazy jumped into the shower, felt great. And then I went and picked my dad's music and readings out for his funeral mass on Monday. And then after that, I ran a couple of errands and then I came home and guess what? I strapped on my shoes and I went for an hour and a half walk. I had so much energy, not a painful anything in me. If I didn't have to go to the bathroom, I probably would have walked an extra half an hour. What a difference a day and decisions make. Committing to those decisions and doing them. I guess that's the moral of this whole thing. When you decide to do something, do it. I know we get a lot of distractions. I know we have a lot of temptations. I know life is crazy and we aren't going to be perfect. But then we got to look at ourselves and look at why. Why did we not do it that day? Why did we not do what we said we were going to do? And then you're going to see a pattern. But then when you do do it, this is not all about the negative, people. I'm actually wanting to share the positive. When you do it, and you do it with zeal and vigor, like I did yesterday when I got up even earlier than five, and I was downstairs in the basement lifting weights by 8.15, 8.30, and I'm out the door, you know, by 10.30, 11, I just feel incredible. And then guess what, everyone? I didn't really even want to have wine at night because I felt so high. <laughs> Is that the word? Zealous for life. When you have days like this, everything worldly that you used to go to to find days like this, don't ever measure up. And that's why this journey is so cool, because you are going to have days that'll be like this, that will keep you coming back to that righteous path, to those decisions 
that you so desperately want to continue to fulfill. I mean, I hate, and I mean this, I hate to reference anything from the company Nike, which, by the way, is an old Egyptian bird god thing. And the hoop, uh, you know, the swoosh or whatever it is, it's like the part of the wing. So I think they call it Nike, Nike or something. But yeah, that's Nike. The company is named after a false god. But I digress. They have good marketing people. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Or really, just don't do it. Because if you're quitting something, just don't do it. And then watch how you react. See how you feel. If you have the mindset of being holy and righteous for God and you're doing it for God, you're not going to feel deprived. You're not going to feel like you're missing out. Because that's Satan that's telling you. You're missing out. Do this. Look, you're bored. Why, you know, well, yeah, because you're probably growing out of that stupid sin. Do I need to be drunk hanging out with my friends till four in the morning every night? I don't think so. You know, like you're changing. And love yourself through this change. Know that every now and then the devil might just pull you back. He's crafty like that. That's why you got to be in prayer, talking to God, being aware, you know, the whole thing. Being completely awake. The great awakening. We are not only in that with the world. Seeing the evil right before our eyes and our corporations and our government, our universities, our poor little kids, <laughs> where they go, how they are treated. It's coming from everywhere. Sporting companies, you know, like the major league sports companies. And ah, so again, that's why we have to center ourselves in God, his truth, and then allow him to grow in us so that we can speak up. We can be those righteous people and by our life, what we're doing so that we're not hypocrites can be that witness, be that evangelizer just by living our life. So today, I just ask that you reflect on these four days. And don't forget, the more that you track, the easier it is to reflect. Otherwise, you're kind of going through every single day and not exactly feeling the feelings of that day. That's the best part of journaling. There's one thing, <clears throat> excuse me, there's one thing to track on like a calendar, things that you've done. But it's really hard to put in that square how you felt throughout that day. And as you journal, there may be more things that you want to write about that happened throughout the day. Again, so that you can go back and reflect See how it was with God or without God. What did you do? And, ag and again, sorry, I don't think I've said this once, so I'm not saying it again, but I'm saying it for the first time. So if you actually go up to the corner of your journal 
and put a color coding system where red, maybe even in a little heart, were beautiful days where you felt God, you felt in control, you felt like you walked the righteous path. Maybe you have like yellow where it was eh, not so good, or you make up another color, you know, purple where you fell completely and you have to go to confession. And, but you can look at those pages quickly and see how did I get myself out of this mess, you know, or as you're in desolation, you can go look at those beautiful consolation pages and say, yeah, I remember what it's like. I just got to keep walking the walk, keep being disciplined, keep reaching out for God, and I'm going to be back on that mountaintop. Reflect. <clears throat> Jeez, sorry, everyone. Reflect, reflect, reflect. I need more of my lemon water. By the way, that's the other thing. So I've stopped coffee. I've stopped heavy cream. And I've stopped cheese. I did have a big cup of sour cream with a little bit of monk fruit in it on Tuesday night. I don't know why. Had a few macadamia nuts in it. That was pretty cool. It was good, but I didn't really need it. I wasn't hungry, but I ate it after I ate my roast beef. But I've been telling my husband how shocked I am that I have zero headaches at all from quitting caffeine, cold turkey. And I think it's my rebounder. Because the rebounder drains the lymphatic system. So you can be on that rebounder for 10 minutes. Your lymphatic system is all the way up and down your body. And it eliminates waste. It's a very important system in our bodies. That's why they tell you that you need to rebound slowly because you're going to be outputting a lot of toxins and waste in your body. So you've got to also drink a lot of water. Keep that in mind if you're going to be rebounding. So I haven't been drinking a lot of water. Actually, I'm starting because I'm drinking lemon water in the morning. No tea. Lemon water has been tasting really good. It's been feeling really good in my body. It's lemon water plus vitamin A, liquid, liquid vitamin A, liquid vitamin D, liquid vitamin C, and ionic zinc, which goes directly into your bloodstream, doesn't even have to be di digested. What else do I put in there? Lemon, fresh squeezed lemon juice, probably about a tablespoon. I like it lemony. The more I've been on keto, the less sour things taste sour to me. They kind of taste sweet to me. And I think about that back in the day when God created fruit and trees. He didn't create them to be as sweet as they are today. <laughs> the fruit was kind of bitter. I believe that even when you go into the Old Testament, they say that they would eat things with bitter fruit. Because I just don't think that fruit was like sweet. I just don't. My personal opinion, I don't know, you may disagree. So anyway, back to my lemon water. It's really good and refreshing and I feel satisfied. I do smell the coffee that my husband makes and I'm okay with it. I haven't had a craving for the cream 
I'm trying to see what is my body really doing. I don't have the gurgling. I don't have the burping when I drink it. So maybe I had a little reaction to it. I don't know. Going to see what happens after 31 days in January and we'll make a decision to go from there. And I will say that I was a little bit tired on Monday and Tuesday. Perhaps maybe that was why I didn't lift either. But to not have a glimpse of a headache is such a blessing because the last time I did this, just a couple months ago, that was not the case. But I didn't have my rebounder. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, on that note, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Holy Spirit, please come into our minds, our souls, our hearts, our bodies, and help us to live the way that you want us to live, in peace and joy, filled with love for you, for others, for ourselves. This year is the year, Lord. We know that these changes that we are seeking with you are going to be permanent because we're asking you to make these changes. Show us the truth when we reflect on our lives. Show us exactly what we're doing and why we are doing it so that we can be even more aware and get ahead of this with you In our weakness, you are our strength, but we also need your wisdom. And in the book of James, Lord, you yourself have told us that we should ask you for your wisdom with no doubt, and you will pour it out to us unbegrudgingly, generously. So we ask you right now, Lord, please give us your wisdom in abundance every single day. Mary, take our left hand. Holy Spirit, take our right. Guardian angel, guide us and lead us to the heart of Jesus where everything makes sense, where everything is loving and perfect and peaceful. We want that in our lives and in all of those people around us. Lord, we also pray for all of the people that have departed before us, our loved ones who we may have forgotten about in purgatory. So we ask that you put in our heart to pray more for the souls in purgatory. We ask that you take those souls and bring them up to you in heaven where they can finally have that peace and no more pain not knowing your love, being so far away. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow. This is a long one. Sorry, but I think it's really important. And too often, we don't look back. We just zoom through the week, and all of a sudden, we're like, wow, that kind of (laughs) blew. Not only blew by, But blue, like, really wasn't that good. And why, again, am I paying attention in the day? Am I reflecting at the end of the day or at least the day after? 
it's an awesome experience when you learn about yourself. <laughs> and sometimes it's some things you don't want to admit. But when you do, and when you have God, you realize, okay, yeah, I get it. And I need you to help me get this out of my life. Okay, we're going to we're going to end this so that you can get out there and be love. Reflect today. Make this get you excited. Let this be motivation. Because everyone, if you're bummed out because you started your whole New Year's off on the wrong foot, or you fell a bunch of times and you're just ready to say, well, looks like that New Year's resolution didn't work. That is so wrong. It's so wrong because life isn't like that. We always have things that come our way and we have to deal with them. And that doesn't mean that we just drop everything and give up all of the good, beautiful, holy habits we have in our lives. And that we don't continue with the yucky, sinful habits that we have in our life. And we continue to change those. That's how life is continuous improvement. And we need to be loving through that to ourselves and to God. Because God may allow things to happen for a purpose for you. So we can't be mad at him. We have to love him all the way through it as well. Okay. <laughs> Find something more with God. Soul, mind, and body. And have a blessed and inspired day.